couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Guess what, everybody? Yet another episode. Have we reached the top of the mountain, the littlest ho- of littlest hobo uh, mountain? I don't know because these episodes just keep getting better, and we have a beauty of an episode to review tonight on your favorite podcast, Narbles and Broomheads. I'm Ted. Hello. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, so something you can uh, you can put your seatbelt on your skidoo and strap in. And uh, after you go flying over that car, so uh, let's see who's let's see who's here. Let's go out to the coast with no water, all the way out in Regine. Who could be over there? Uh, just to not confuse any of our listeners uh, who might not be familiar with Canadian geography, <laughs> Regina mm. is is not on the coast. <laughs> well, it's a coast with no water. Yes, it is a coast with no I do no water. Thank I suppose. You. Um, anyway, I'm, uh, Arlo, happy to be here. Um, looking forward to reviewing this episode. Did you watch it with, with Linda, Ted? Uh, yeah, well, actually, I think I watched it on the laptop, so she, she's not privy to the laptop that happens <laughs> in the kitchen, but, Poor but Linda. Uh, well, that's fine. I don't need her barking at the TV and ramming into <laughs> my furniture, so I'm good, actually. <laughs> yeah, Tan- we good. My dog, Tanuki, watched it very uh benignly he did not bump into the furniture anyway uh who else is out there uh let's head down to uh toronto when you two watch these shows with your dogs you look at your dogs and be like why are you so stupid (laughs) (laughs) like this dog is so smart and you two are dumb look at you just sitting there Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Alan. I'm in Toronto, and it's uh, apparently over the course of this episode, it's going to start like really snowing and blizzarding here. So uh, I believe that. Really? Yeah, big time tonight. I'm going to pass it over to. Wow. I'm going to pass it over to Tim. Has the blizzard started out in Oakville? Yes, I, I would say that we don't uh, get many a storms that I would classify as a blizzard here in Oakville. I don't know if we're protection by the water, but. Uh, it is what I would uh, classify as a blizzard right now. Yeah. So there um, you go. 
So in, in blizzardy weather, I would like to give a shout out to uh, to tacos. We had tacos for dinner tonight, and it was a lovely dinner <laughs> for a blizzardy evening. So tacos go. plus one. If you're listening, all right. I guess tacos. Shout out. Let's uh, let's shoot that arrow way out east to uh, maybe our special guest tonight. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Remember me? <laughs> I've been- no. Who are you? My name is Barry, and I've been wandering town to town solving people's problems, <laughs> and you know, just just saving the world one piece at a time. And every time I go there, someone asks me to stay. I look at them in the eye, turn around, and walk away oh. to my next adventure. And by the way, Ted, I looked up the uh, I looked up to a definition of coast, yeah. part of the land near the sea. So oh. Regina, definitely not part of the co- not a coast. Well, like relatively worldwide. I mean, it's it's only a. <laughs> It's only a couple of provinces over it's from water, like so a, it's only like an inch on the map. So I mean, you know, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, so, I'm glad to be back. It's been a while. I, I've had uh, lots of adventures. I've gotten COVID since I've been gone. I'm just getting over it now. So if you hear it, my voice, my apologies. I got a new dog as well. Um, Mila is her name, and I did watch this with Mila, but she just got uh, spayed that day, so she. Um, wasn't up for barking at the TV at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. So does that make me the last person standing when it comes to COVID? Yeah, I think so. Thanks, well, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everybody and, mark off your bingo cards if you said mm-hmm. I was the one who was going to get it last. I haven't had it yet. I feel like it's it's coming for me. <laughs> indirectly, it's Ted's fault because what happened was my hot water tank blew and I needed to get it repaired. So I texted Ted. And I said, uh, is there any chance you can come by and give me a hand with this? Uh, or, or maybe I can move it myself. He goes, no, you need two people. But yet, in no way did he say he'd come over and help. Okay. So I reached out to person that came to help me had COVID. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And gave it to you. Yeah. Which was pretty good. Yeah. And the next day, Ted said, oh, do you need any help, by the way? I said, no, it's already done now. I was looking over your fence and I saw the old uh, <laughs> the old hot water tank in your backyard. And then I was like, okay, now I can call him. Hey, buddy. Hey, dude. Aw, y'all redid it. Aw, too bad. Yeah. I had a, a smart dog. A dog could have hauled that out for me. Yeah, <laughs> if only. Anyway, good to be back. So, uh, yeah, we have a doozy of an episode. So do you, you, you all want to jump in this evening? Yeah, can you oh, yes. can you again, in case this is the first time anyone's listened to this <laughs> podcast, thinking that it's about Degrassi and you're talking about fucking <laughs> dog? What's uh, Lilith Hobo about? For those who don't People know, people like, who is this dog on Degrassi? He's really popular and really smart. Does the dog have so, AIDS? Uh, is the dog doing drugs? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. is the dog getting impregnated? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, probably. <laughs> doing something impregnating. There's a lot of pregnancy at Degrassi. That's just a <laughs> that's just an observation. Side Anywho, what's uh so what this show is? This is a classic Canadian TV show from the early '80s. Uh, started in 1979, I think it went till 1986. It's about a dog, a German Shepherd, who shows up to towns, just shows up, no real big introduction. He shows up, uh, the pro- he helps humans with their problems, and then when the problem is resolved, he leaves town and rinse and repeat for seven years or however long it was on. So you could literally watch any episode and jump in. And just knowing that, you'll be fine. It's all on YouTube. This particular, I picked this particular episode, which is season six, episode six. This is the one that comes up more than any other 
Littlest Hobo. Like when you just type in Littlest Hobo, this one comes up. Does anybody know uh, how many views this particular episode has? One has 21. So not that one. Anybody know? I thought it was. 100,000. That's right. You say three of them are from me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I find Littlest Hobo is one of those shows where growing up, I used to flick on the TV. It'd always be on, but I don't know if I've ever watched it from start to finish. It's just you you catch the theme song, you see a few minutes, and you kind of flick to the next channel. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the same for me. Very, yeah. I I was never an avid watcher, but. I remember watching it with my grandparents on Sundays when we would go to their house um, kind of every Sunday. used to watch the Hobo. Might have been in reruns by that point, though. I think it was probably reruns. Look at That's that so dog. Wholesome. It was very wholesome. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. like, you know, we were kids when this came on and we'd watch it. And kids are dumb, right? They don't know when a show sucks. But with your grandparents or your parents watching with you, do you think they were like, this is good television? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or do you think secretly they were like, the fuck is this show? Like, I don't know. <laughs> The different time. Well, I watch a lot of stuff with my kids that I wouldn't probably classify as good television, but I sit and watch with them, so I'm sure it was similar. Mm-hmm. I think was this it... was before a time that like TV had to make sense, and it's just like it's on TV. You'd watch anything. You'd watch a shopping channel if that was the only thing it was on. It's like, and oh. let's be honest, it was probably this or like the Tommy Hunter show. Do you remember the Tommy Hunter show? Of course, absolutely. <laughs> it was like in Canada. It was like one of those two options. So come on, I'm choosing a dog. And so are most my parents probably are choosing a dog, saving townsfolk. So this episode is called Lucky. And this one came out October 18th, 1984. And spoiler, the the whole synopsis is in the the explanation, which is one line on on the Wiki, which is Hobo helps a stuntman get work and confidence. <laughs> so you don't have to listen to us if you don't want to. All you, if you want to know the synopsis of it, that's it. Will he stunt man though? Uh, he just read a book, didn't he? Isn't that all it was? No, we'll get into that. He watched a video. Oh, video, sorry, right. And this episode too was a big time in the eighties. Um, Dukes of Hazard was like the hottest thing on TV, and Smokey and the Bandit. And I mean, I remember loving. Smoking the Bandit and Cannonball Run. I can't remember those those movies, like, but I know that I was really into them. I had the dinkies and stuff, the little matchbox cars. One got run over in the driveway because I left it out because I was playing in the dirt. And then it got ran over and it got squished and it got very flat. But then it kind of looked like Kit from Knight Rider. So I was like, ah, okay, I'll take it as a win. <laughs> we definitely had some Dukes of Hazard uh, little matchbox cars as well. Oh, yeah. With the Confederate flag, <laughs> that's not problematic at all. That no. was Arlo's favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was probably the the favorite show for me as a kid. Oh, I had Boss Hog's car too, like Ooh, the big nice. white convertible. Yeah, big old Cadillac. Yeah, sweet. So this uh, this here episode was directed by a guy, uh, Ken Garotti. I believe, and he went on to uh, direct things like the Daredevil, the Daredevil show it wasn't called the Daredevil show, it was called Daredevil, but the Daredevil show, Orphan Black, Vikings, Burn Notice. Oh wow, really? Jeez, yeah. uh, he really so, stepped it up after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and our well, they saw uh, what he did here, so they thought, you know, the guy we need. <laughs> this is the guy. Uh, yeah. This the is our guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and our main guy that we're going to get to know, the lucky of the of the episode. <laughs> so he's best known as Colonel Saul Tig in uh, 2004's Battlestar Galactica series. Anybody a, a battlehead? I don't know what oh, they call Oh, yeah. Them. I did not pick up on that when I watched this episode. But, yeah, I, was, I did watch through the Battlestar Galactica show. And, yeah. Nice. Uh, now you mention that. Now I do see it. But I didn't pick Good up job. on it. I was too. I was too focused on that Blue Jays hat. Oh yeah, <laughs> vintage. That's a beaut. And uh, he was in a bunch of other stuff. The peanut butter. He was uh, in the peanut butter solution. Canadians oh, know that movie, I think. Uh, I see fans know that movie. Well, it's what? also a Degrassi connection. Yeah. Because, Ooh, uh, play it on us. Well, Silak Sanasi, who played Yik, of course, is also mm-hmm. in the peanut butter solution. Oh yes, he is too. Hmm. Mm. And he was also the villainous werewolf hunter uh, Gerard Argent in Teen Wolf, which has a hundred episodes somehow. The TV show. <laughs> I was like, I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, what? When did that happen? In he's, the movie, uh, he's also in two other Littlest Hobo episodes. Oh, cool. Yeah, she plays a character named Chuck in season one, episode seventeen, Million Dollar Fur Heist. Oh. Also, a policeman in season four episode, Home Free. Must see TV. Mm-hmm. And Barry the Teen Wolf TV show. Uh, no, Michael don't get, J. Fox movie. I know why you're. Yes, there is, but don't get excited because Barry's favorite T-shirt of all time is in Teen Wolf the movie. <laughs> Can you tell us what that black T-shirt with white writing says? It says, "What are you looking at, Dick Nose?" <laughs> <laughs> From Styles. Styles is wearing it. Yes. Isn't that what you were told by some girl at school one time? <laughs> no. I was told, what the fuck are you looking at, nerd? <laughs> Get it right. A couple other game uh, connections. He was in A Voice of Mass Effect and Skyrim. He's been in a lot of stuff like 12 Monkeys, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, Republic of Doyle, Shout Out Newfoundland, Smallville, Monk, uh, Due South, and The L Word. Yes. And it, the list goes on. Like he is what Arlo would say prolific. And one would say, after watching this, you would not expect him to have had a prolific <laughs> career. No. Won't <laughs> <laughs> oh, come in. <laughs> so we uh, open the episode, and there's a man standing on top of a building. It's a high building, but it's like a two-story. It's not that high. It's high enough that you'd hurt yourself very badly if you fell off it. So he's rocking the old Canadian tuxedo, the double denim. And uh, he's got the uh, jean jacket and the jeans. He's he has a hand glider, which I thought was hand glider until I was like in my probably twenties. But anyways, it's hand glider. It's a little trivia note. You can put that on my wiki or my IMDb page. <laughs> trivia for Ted. Well, and also trivia. If you would like to visit this location, yeah. Um, these scenes were filmed on Old Kingston Road in Pickering Village, Ontario, and this square brick building. Um, that she's trying to hang glide from is the uh, Gordon House, which was built in 1881, and it served as a hotel for 70 years. Um, apparently, a famous landmark. Does wow. it still exist? It looked pretty dilapidated here in this. You know, I don't know for sure. I, I guess I probably could have looked at it on Google Maps. I'm slipping, I guess, <laughs> but. Uh, apparently it was a stopover point for travelers when Kingston Road was the main road between Toronto and Kingston. Well, and it looks exactly like an old hotel when you think about it. 
Yeah. I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's still there. I'm assuming that it's an important enough building that it probably secured some kind of historical status over the years. But if anybody has been to Pickering Village, Ontario, please let us know. Yeah. Don't use up all our data sending us emails because there'll be so many emails from the <laughs> listeners. And they're like, me, me. I did. I did. I know what that is. <laughs> so... He's struggling with a hang glider on top of this historic building. It's tied to a long rope that goes to the ground. We see Hobo strolling up the sidewalk, just totally at random. And he sees the man on the building, and a bunch of dudes are on the street uh, collecting bets. Like they're waving can can money we point out that the episode starts with a grown-ass man on a hang glider <laughs> on the top of a building? And yep. Barry, your wife said, is this show always this stupid? I would, I would like to... Say, is this show, could this show be any better than this? There you go. Baby. And then the dog looks at him like, what the fuck now do I have to do? Well, let's keep in mind, like, this this is not for any reason that he's up there at this point, right? Like, they're not filming a movie, nobody has cameras, you know, this is just like an afternoon. (laughs) Afternoon in the 80s. In Munchen, sorry, in Munchen. Minchen? What's it called? Minchen. Minchen. Yeah. He said they say he's going to jump off. A young teen girl exits a corner store, which uh, I'm wondering exactly what the bet the bet is though. Is it like that he's like he'll, dies, he'll die. lives or dies? I never thought about that, but that's a really good point. <laughs> it's not. It's not very we'll clear. It. It's not clear at all. Like money is passed around after these events happen, and I don't know why. <sighs> Well, and, like, I, and I, when I saw this, I thought, like, come on, like, what what adult person is going to be betting on this? And then I sat and thought a little bit more if my buddies and I got around and someone said, you know what I found? A hang glider. And someone <laughs> said, I bet you you wouldn't go off that building. with." And then I kind of got into it thinking, no, this might be practice. This might actually happen. See where this is this is going. First problem, you're thinking way too hard <laughs> for this for this episode <laughs> and this the show in general. It was like 400 bucks, too, and there was only like six or seven of them. So they put up some serious cash. Some serious cash. In the early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably like $2,000 in today's money. That's a lot of, that's a lot of pizza. KD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of big lighters. There's a uh, poster. This girl just came out of the store, out of a corner store. It kind of looks like, uh, is it the old Degrassi store or something? It's It's one of those weird, cool kind of... Uh, the door is right on the corner, like it. Mm. You walk out of the corner, which I always thought were really cool. And uh, there's a big lighter saying "Flick." What's to say? Uh, I don't know. Flick, flick your big. Oh, uh, <laughs> I hope you, uh, Courtney said, "I hope you covered the America Flicks poster <laughs> in the uh, chat." So yes, and yeah, so she comes out and looks skyward and says. Daddy, you promised you'd behave. So if you really like uh, kid actors enunciating, oh boy, look out. You're in for it this show. Okay. Um, So a man secures a really thin nylon rope to the truck um, saying it's all ready. And we hear our first cue of our musical hokey jaw harp heavy music wang 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 like that's gonna every time something hijinks happen it's the hijinks alarm so hijinks ahead ahoy so as the man's going to get uh 
going to get in the truck to pull the hang glider. A kid is pulling out a bunch of plants down the sidewalk uh, to uh, which the gathered group of men betting tells him to get out of the way. And uh, the truck goes to drive, but the flimsy tailgate falls off, which leads the man on the roof to lose his grip of the glider and dangle off the edge of the building. Hobo saunters into action because he doesn't run or anything. He's just like, whatever. And pulls the car to plants into the path of the falling man, cushioning his fall. So he falls off the roof, lands on the plants, all's well. Cart rolls with the man on it right into the back of a parked car, which knocks that out of gear. And we see the sheriff come out of the Mitcham police station. So we're in this town called Mitcham saying, ah, darn you lucky. The man can't catch the, uh, the men can't catch the car and it bumps into the rear bumper of the sheriff's car. Now these cars are like seventies cars. So like there's no damage in the slightest. It's just too. Anybody knows that the car started moving before the the car even hit it. (laughs) (laughs) It's trying to get out of the way. Well, and this is just kind of like the dumbest, like Rube Goldberg machine ever kind of situation. <laughs> like this knocks over this, this knocks over this, this knocks into this. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I'm not I convinced that. those plants would be a very cushiony fall. Like, that's not going to break your fall too much. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. We went right down through them. And Lucky's buddy so, there, he he really looks like Cowboy Bob Orton. I don't know if anyone else thought. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely, he does. One hundred percent. All they needed was the cast. (laughs) (laughs) Loaded cast. Sheriff tells him to say goodbye to his car as he's going to get it squished into a cube. That Um, is not legal. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, this, uh, as we just mentioned right before we started recording, this is a really crooked local cop. He's played as a good guy, (laughs) but, oh man, everything he does is so unethical. So the girl who's with the dog, chastises Lucky for his foolish bets and says, you're no Burt Reynolds. He tells her to tell the, he tells her to tell the dog to, uh, thank you. And she says, tell him yourself, Lucky. Uh, the man we know now is Lucky goes off with the sheriff, kind of slapping his hand away like, bar, bar, bar. Yeah, the daughter really kind of jumps between calling him daddy and dad and his actual nickname, I guess, all through this episode. They and- pick a lane. And call me daddy. Call me father. There are, only, there are only two pieces of information that we know about Lucky from this episode. Number one, mm-hmm. he's a dad. Number two, he loves stunts. Oh, number one, <laughs> he's a terrible dad. <laughs> yeah. Number two, he loves stunts. That's it. That is the whole depth of this character. And he's mm-hmm. unemployed. Yes. Yes. Yes, three things. Number three. And he's he's been in trouble before. So he's... He's gone into some previous hijinks, we we assess. So uh, the girl walks with the dog, thanking him for saving Lucky, and says he's going to get hurt, all, all because he's trying to emulate the video of Hooper the Stuntman, which he's watched 20 <laughs> times. Oh, okay. Right on. Great. Sure. sure. It's like he's a child who watched like his favorite hockey goalie or something. Now he wants to become an NHL goalie or something. He's like, he's a mm-hmm. man with a daughter who said, I watched a video. Now I know what my passion in life is falling off. Yeah. Things. I'm going to start jumping off things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, his, like um, his emotional intelligence seems to be that yeah. of like, like a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I question his mental like, acuity. Yeah, really. Well, now in the last episode that we reviewed of the littlest hobo, the balloonist, it was kind yep. of the same plot, right? The daughter is trying to stop her dad because he cannot stop himself from going up in the balloon. He is 
<laughs> like he is unhealthily fixated on going up in the balloon. And now in yeah. this episode, dad's problem is he's like, I need to jump off things. I need to be a stuntman. And it's right. And the only reasonable person is the daughter. Listen, Alan, are you trying to say the plots are a little recycled in this show? <laughs> Just what a world that uh, the littlest hobo finds people in. It's great. <laughs> I grew up in a small town, and there weren't hijinks like this going on. Maybe you were at school or something. <laughs> True, I guess so. Because this happened in the middle of the day. I guess it's a Saturday, maybe, because the girl is not in school. So in the police station, the sheriff is asking Lucky what he's, what he's going to do with him. And he's tired of his stunts and calls him a reckless maniac. Lucky disagrees while thumbing through his newly earned money, which was 400 bucks in 1984. That's a lot of... It's a lot of cheese, man. So again, let's look back at this. What did he get the money for? Because he didn't do the stunt. Well, so he wasn't successful. Were they betting him that he would be successful? So he wasn't. So he got the money. Or are they just paying him to do it? What are you? What are you? A, a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> well, <That's it's>, <laughs> a, do, a, a dog lawyer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did, well, I know it's true. Up, he did end up jumping off the building. I think it, he didn't yeah. hang glide off the building, but he fell partially off the building and then jumped off the side of it into some plants. So, so perhaps maybe they were betting that he wouldn't jump off a off the building. Maybe it's like I feel bad for the girl that her dad is doing these things and figure they need to pay her, pay him <laughs> so she can provide he can provide for her. Or it was like one way or the other, as long as you get down from the building without using the stairs or the yeah. elevator. <laughs> That's what the bet was. We'll pay you. Exactly. Oh, there's a hang glider up here. I'll try that. $400, by the way, uh, in 1984 is equal to $1,151. Holy smack. Solid falls worth of money right there. I would jump off a building for that kind of money. This man. We also don't know if this money was directly connected to that particular stunt or if this was previously earned money from other stunts. (laughs) Right? There's a lot we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so much we don't know. Yeah, suspension of disbelief. I guess again, as usual, we're thinking about this more than the writers of the show. So. Way more. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's pr- pretty rad job being a writer for the Littlest Hobo because oh. you're just like, I just have to write a whole bunch of stuff that happens, and nobody cares about why. Because mm-hmm. the dog's doing it. Yeah. yeah. And but yeah, in all this world, like of all the things that we're sitting here questioning, <laughs> yeah. this fucking dog is the smartest dog in history. And we're just <laughs> like, well, that's the normal part of the show. Yeah. Exactly. So the sheriff takes the money for quote damages and says, uh, why doesn't he give it give it all up? Asked says Lucky to Lucky. Why doesn't he give it all up and raise Jody nice? So we find out the girl's name is Jody. And uh, Lucky retorts that there's no jobs in Mitchum. So, okay. Phone rings and we cut. Cut back to the street and the girl is still talking at the dog, regaling another stunt that went wrong uh, with Lucky. So, repeated behavior. And back in the station, the sheriff, Orville, um, gives Lucky some grocery money for Jody, which is like 40 bucks. I guess that's but Lucky's not too happy with it. Well, considering the the cop, the crooked cop just took all his money. So, <laughs> yeah. so. If the cop takes his money and gives him $40 back for groceries. I, and 
we're supposed to think he's the good guy? Like, I, I really don't get it. <laughs> and yeah, tell us a process. This is also not legal. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just be like, eh, I figured the damages are about 600 bucks, so pay me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's yeah. A, you can't just take, okay. yeah. Insurance deals with those things. Yeah, but not when you, have, when you have a cop to extort, then uh, it's all good, right? It's like if he like pulls, Lucky's if got he, insurance. Like if he pulled people over and he's like, ah, oh, this ticket's going to run you about $250 unless, you know, you want to arrange something else. Grease the wheels. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah. It's along the level of a cop walking around your car and going, why'd you pull me over? A broken taillight. I don't have a broken taillight. <laughs> Smash with a billy club. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's a bad bitty, this guy. First bad bitty of the episode. So he says next time he'll be in for life. Again, you can't do that. <laughs> life. I mean, how yeah, many I guess so. How many times do you have to do illegal stunts causing property damage to get life in prison? I'm wondering. Imagine. Who we know of. Yeah. Like are do we have any lawyers out there? Can you please tell us? Yeah. Yeah, right. Email us, right in. Yeah. So we hear red leather, yellow leather voice. That's a long time, Daddy. And Jody <laughs> is there. And thank you for that, Jody. You're dismissed now. Go Thanks, away. Tips. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we Jody and Lockie are then later on eating lunch out on a restaurant patio. And Jody says their uh, their car is going to be crushed into pop cans. But he's all about the dog. Because he likes a dog. He looks like a dog on TV. Like, I think Jody's dad is, I don't know, I think he's fallen off a few roofs. <laughs> uh, it's like, Dad, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, a serious conversation. So Jody wants to keep him, and Lucky asks if he likes craft dinner. So there's your CanCon. <laughs> right it's definitely CanCon for any Threaded. of our- American listeners, uh, of course, that is Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Dinner, which in Canada nope. is known as Kraft Dinner, or they rebranded um, more recently to KD. Which is oh. Dinner Gold in Canada. Yes, and also yes, in Canada, we feed it to our dogs. So, <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever put right. peas in your Kraft Dinner? Fuck no. Absolutely not. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, me neither. Me neither. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Though I will say, the greatest thing about craft dinner is you eat half the craft dinner as it comes out of the box, and like with the cheese in it, and then you put ketchup in it, and then you oh. eat that part, and it's like having two delicious meals. <laughs> mm. <laughs> if, I do mix if you, ketchup in though. If you are oh, a, ca- a ketchup person, it's very divisive. Yes, it is. No. Hard, hard no on. Ketchup. I'm, uh, I'm a hard no craft dinner. I mix it in in general. I'm yeah. weirdly not like I don't have the horse in this race. I'm like, sure, I could put a little ketchup on it. I don't care. Like, or I could just have it as is. Like, I don't. People are really, really specific about it, and I am totally not specific about it at or, all. Or you could be a total monster and put peas in it, right? Right, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what a bunch of psychos. <laughs> I mean, I guess if if I was like a a parent or something like maybe I'd try to sneak some vegetables in if I'm, I was making it for my kids like but like right now no honestly the <laughs> idea doesn't disgust me like now that you've said it I'm like maybe I'll try it thank you <laughs> yeah. thank you Alan yeah more craft I, dinner for everybody I also don't um I don't know I'm a, kind of a 
I like I like it just as is. Like I don't even like hot dogs cut up into it or no, whatever, which a lot of people do. I'd rather have a hot dog like on the side with a side of craft dinner. <laughs> oh, ooh, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. appetizer. Yeah, next on uh, gourmet meals with marbles <laughs> and broomheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Alan, what are uh, the two of them eating for uh dinner or lunch today that you wanted to point out what in the show yeah in the show yeah oh my goodness is this it are we at that scene yes we're at that scene they're eating the worst pizza i've ever seen (laughs) like (laughs) i was so upset uh like so upset to the point where i had to send a note to our chat group because i wasn't (laughs) i wasn't initially going to be on this episode and i was like i cannot have you go through this episode without talking about how fucking disgusting that pizza looks (laughs) it it looks like there's no cheese on it it looks like a piece of bread with no cheese it's horrible so what you're saying is that it is likely pizza pizza (laughs) pizza pizza way better than that Ooh. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah, hot I don't know. I, I really hate pizza pizza. What, <laughs> what was so. the other thing they were eating? <laughs> you, I don't know what the other thing they were eating was, but yeah, the pizza was yeah. horrible. Yeah. If you ever well, find yourself sort of, I, I couldn't figure out what they were drinking. It was some sort of off brand pop can or something. I think it was Crush. Yeah, I thought it was Crush. Was yeah. it Crush? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Do you think that maybe they had like the chalkboard in the background that said like pizza by the slice or whatever it said? They specifically put that there so you would know that it was actually pizza they were eating <laughs> because it's not otherwise identifiable. Yeah. Pizza with quotes around it. <laughs> <laughs> My hold on, Linda just got a, a bird toy. I gotta take it away. No, it's Linda squeezing on a ball. <laughs> Just give me two uh, seconds. I got to take oh, it from her. Hold on. She oh, she was crying Linda. at the couch <laughs> in the background. I was like, Shut well, up. yeah, you're sitting there. And, uh, you're sitting there right next to her, talking about another dog for an hour. She's like, <laughs> "Fuck you! I'm right here." <laughs> you cheap bastard. You like the dog on TV? I'm right here, jerk. <laughs> I say, as soon as you go to take that out of his mouth, like a big rock or something's gonna fall out of the sky, it would land on you. So Linda just saved your life, just like little hobo. <laughs> Yeah. The voice is oh, kept on calling her. Oh, I think she might have lost that again. <laughs> or that Good job, happen. Linda. Good job. So we find out that uh, Jody has named the dog Mitchum after the town. Um, Why would you lucky... name your fucking dog after the fucking town you live in? Yeah. That, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It is a bit odd. <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, Lucky's buddies show up in a truck. like They're like yahoos. <laughs> they're pretty hilarious. Just <laughs> tromping around the truck. Like local yokels to the extreme, and he says, "Come on, Lucky, we uh we got a live one with a crazy ass <laughs> laugh." And you're like, fuck, this town is crazy. And who would have assumed? Like, we'll get to it, but that we could have guessed where this was really going. We got a live one. It's not where I thought they were heading with this. Huh. yeah. Uh, he kissed her on the forehead, straightens his ball cap, and does a over the rail dismount. <laughs> Uh, like the rock jumps, yeah, yeah, like the rockers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sweet, and jumps in the truck. Jody Side tells note, Mitchell, we haven't talked a lot about this baseball hat. I remember Jay's baseball hats like this coming in um, cases of beer. Am I wrong in thinking that? Oh, not at all. Yeah, like that looks like the hat that I probably we have probably had in our house. My dad didn't drink a lot of beer, but like back then, you kind of had to buy the case of beer. Um, and I remember that those hats came in cases of beer. 
like Coors Light or something. Labatt. I'll go on the probably Labatt. Hat- probably be Labatt back then, right? I want to record say that hat was the best part of the show. And I wish I had one. <laughs> oh, it's a it's an incredible dumpster hat. <laughs> okay, so Jody tells Mitchum that they need to get him a job and start with the newspaper. So it makes sense to go get a newspaper. She actually goes to the Mitchum Bugle to where they print newspapers. Just like everybody does, I guess. You know. <laughs> I need a yeah. So uh we see uh at the Mitchum Bugle. We see a talking, walking Italian stereotype <laughs> man. Yeah. Like, you know the Ma- how Mario talks? We'll take that and times it by, I don't know, 5,000 or so. It's kind of like that. So He's complaining to his assistant that he can't find three kids for his movie. That there's no kids in town, apparently. Ugh. What a creep. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All kids. So yeah. bizarre. Like, wh- what? Um, he need yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, he also uh, this guy has a uh, Degrassi connection as well. Oh, Marco's dad. To point out, Uncle. it's Marco's oh, I wish. dad. Fuck. Now I'm all the inspiration for Marco's <laughs> dad. <laughs> he actually, I know, like his his Italian accent sounds fake, but he actually is from Malta, so it might be real. Um, his name is Mario Azoparti. Of course, it is. Um, and, uh, he actually directed 19 episodes of Littlest Hobo prior to appearing as Ferraro Benedetti. Oh, that's why he was so natural in his role as a director. Okay. I got it now. Yeah. That's why he nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's killing it. I also love like sort of the professional like nepotism there. It's just like, who are we going to hire for this? I'll do it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but he also directed six episodes of Degrassi, the next generation in seasons nine oh. and 10. So oh we God. haven't seen those ones yet. So oh. he found lots of kids. You're saying, yes, yeah, lots of kids. So many children. Yeah. So, did. so many short people. So my next project's going to be all kids. He said, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so Mitchum, the dog overhears this, that he needs kids. And uh, Jody comes out of the newspaper place, uh, which and then Mitchum lightly grabs the uh, the newspaper and walks off and Jody follows him. So, so yeah. let us hobo is a pedophile's uh-huh. dream because <laughs> yeah. if a pedophile's like, I need to I need to round up some children. You Hobo's got it. Like, let Unsu- me help you unsupervised out. minors. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Great. And Hobo's like, I got one for you. She's been hanging off me for hours. Uh, <laughs> I gotta shake this one. <laughs> so we're on the movie, a movie set. The director, which we've kind of found out, is walking around. He's looking through a lens, you know, as 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 they do. Uh, While well, speaking with Lucky, um, saying that uh, he's an amateur and kind of shoes him away because Lucky's trying to get a job with on the movie. What a lucky's buddies is there and kind of takes him away on the side of the set. The friend has an idea. Lucky's lucky's like hustler, man, uh, a really <laughs> good idea. Weird tinny sting music. <laughs> so uh, we know something's up. The audience does. Uh, Jody finally catches up with Mitchum and takes a newspaper from his mouth. Uh, the assistant, a personal assistant of the director grabs the girl and brings her to the director because she is just what they need. 
Uh, the director sees her and says, Bambina, beautiful, what's your name? <laughs> to which she tells him and introduces Mitchum. Uh, yeah. Uh, he tells the uh, PA, the assistant, to get a contract and sign her up quick. So I love it. She gets away. Again, let's uh, let's your lawyers out there listening to the show. Can children <laughs> sign contracts <laughs> quickly? Yeah, <laughs> you're locked down before the next production signs it. To appear on to appear on film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, he's ca- uh, he's called off to another task. The director is, but he knocks one of the cameras loose because it's and it's on, which is on a track. Which Mitchum jumps baby. in action. It's his yes, favorite his camera. Baby. His favorite, favorite camera. camera. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchum jumps in action and knocks down a post like it's a backing black fabric or whatever it is into its path, stopping it. The director says, gracias. And now he says, forget the kids. He wants to, to have the dog in the picture. He will rewrite the script to have <laughs> a dog. Rewrite. Arlo. Arlo, I wanted to ask. So one of the this with the most exact, acting experience. This is exactly how ah, I knew filming it. a feature right? film works. Absolutely. Yes, I knew mm-hmm. it. Like you Arlo, know, is this how you were found as an actor? Were you just wandering through a small town with a dog? Yes, that's correct. Oh, and then it does happen. Yes, and then I saved a small child by jumping mm-hmm. in front of a uh, camera on a dolly. Well, I'd like to assume that the movie Air Bud was originally about a child. Maybe Macaulay Culkin, who excelled at basketball, but then this mm-hmm. fucking dog was making baskets, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Let's just rewrite all the stuff right here on the spot as we shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Lucky's buddy is there and says, "Hey, hey, uh, Mister Benedetti, watch this!" and draws his attention. We hear the jaw harp music uh, kick back in. So hijinks. Sheriff pulls up at the same time. And Lucky ramps a skidoo, a snowmobile, off a car and crashes into the sheriff's car and smashing the windshields and breaking the brake lights and glasses scattered (laughs) everywhere. Um, And when he ramps off it, like, I think he kind of lets go of this, the the handlebars and you're going to slam down on that when that comes down. Like you're, you're in for a lot of pain. It so, does not show that part, though. Not a, not a semi-professional stuntman, like Lucky or not. <laughs> no. Can snowmobiles drive on cement? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't can. know. I like. I don't know their no, mechanics. It's, like I guess they can, not, right? But it's not meant for it. It's like because the track will like. Uh, we go in We're like in the woods. Like uh, they're pretty popular around here. I was in it actually last weekend on the skidoo or sled or whatever you want to call it. And yeah, if you have to go across like frozen ground, it's like it do, makes a lot of noise. But it's do fun. newer snowmobiles have the big wide um, track still, or is that an older style? Uh, I mean, you can have it. You can have like there's weird ones that like have these big jacked up tracks, and then there's like mountain climbing ones that are you can almost like go straight up on it and it won't flip backwards. So there's all kinds of different ones. But Sled what? talk with Ted. That's right. For this scene, though, why the fuck did they choose a skidoo for this <laughs> jump? Like, why not a I dirt bike or a quad or something? <laughs> and we know they have a dirt bike on set. I'm assuming he he owns the, like, why he wants to destroy his own property. I don't know, but I'm assuming that he, he or one of his friends owns this fucking old snowmobile. 
for some reason, and it doesn't matter if it gets destroyed. <laughs> Who in their right mind is going to think that flying a ramp in a skidoo in the middle of summer is going to get him a job and a movie? <laughs> him, apparently. <laughs> Lucky. Obviously. So, because Lucky pops up and gives him the double thumbs up. The sheriff says, this time you're in for life, which is exactly how the Canadian legal system works. <laughs> and he takes out and shakes a set of handcuffs at him. Uh, the director walks off. He's not impressed. And the sheriff says it'll take $1,000 to spring him out of jail. So he was going in for life, but now it's 1000 bucks. He got to pay up. Well, one or the other. Yeah, which is the choice they give you here. <laughs> <laughs> the cop does on the side of the road. Uh, Jody figures she'll never make it, make that much money herself, and that uh, you'll be the stunt dog, all right. So she's going to sell Mitchum into the business <laughs> to make the money, make the bail money back. The, the dog yeah. she met 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's, there's, there's labor standards, even for dogs. Yeah, the lockup. Lucky is happy with the news that Mitchum signed a, a contract for the movie. <laughs> He's pretty excited. And here, like in the next uh, second half of the show, we're going to jump back and forth between the jail uh, set and the and the movie set. So on the movie set, the director is explaining the plot of the movie to Jody, something about a secret agent Mountie and a stolen uh, $20 million. Uh, Mitchum is also being prepped for the movie, and he is a beautiful, excellent, though so there's like, uh, the hair and makeup people are like brushing him, <laughs> so he's getting all ready. So handsome! Um, oh, he's looking so good. He really oh, is. Hobo's loving it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at uh, back at lockup, the sheriff says he's going to leave lock, uh, Lucky uh, locked up. He says, "I'm going out to see a matinee, which is totally like a strip club. You dirty old man." <laughs> <laughs> That's totally where he's going. Also, like. <laughs> They're literally shooting a movie outside, and you're like, "I'm going to the movie." It's like, <laughs> like if, like if you like movies, mm -hmm. wouldn't you want to stay and watch the shooting of the movie? I don't know. Well, I mean, do you think there's fair, ever watch... been another movie filmed in Mitchum? Like it should be the talk of the town. Yeah, mm -hmm. watching a movie getting filmed is not nearly as exciting as watching a movie. Truthfully, mm. I don't know. If to a, be fair, a... my husband's uh, comments on the scene were, "Why isn't there a toilet?" What are you supposed to do? Just shit in front of the sheriff? Yeah, it's jail. Just go in some bushes. No, in the, oh, in the oh, in the in the jail. Uh, in the jail yeah, in the jail. Right. Yeah, Listen, I'm sure the door is not even locked. He probably gets to walk out and use the washroom <laughs> when he wants to. Probably. Would you poop in a jay's hat? <laughs> I mean, I know you know. I haven't spent a lot of time in jails, especially in small towns. But this jail situation seems pretty fucking annoying. Like, you've literally got the jail, like, right next to your desk. <laughs> so you always have your prisoners chirping at you all the time. Some good conversation. I would just, if I was in that in that cell, I'd just be like, come on, let me out. Come on, please. please. Come on, just let me out. I got a, I got a pod, you want to hear the most annoying do. sound in the world? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, let's point out that Lucky doesn't seem too concerned that he's leaving his daughter by herself as he has been now put in jail for life. She's got to get to fucking work. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, guess. That's right. Yeah. But he doesn't <laughs> even know that yet. I don't even know. Does he know it yet? He, I well, don't he know knows if he the knows. the dog got hired. Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. Well, and she doesn't give a fuck. 
that her dad's in jail for life. He's probably relieved. Yeah. yeah. Like this jail too. Like he's gonna spend the rest of his life. <laughs> this is the, this in is the jail. This jail. Yeah. Yep. Mitchum is my new dad. <laughs> so on set, the director says he'll guide Jody and Mitchum, who is called Richard in the movie, which I actually I think is a fantastic dog name. <laughs> Uh, through the scenes uh, because he's a genius and we see a, a man with a trench coat uh, offset who's probably in the movie, but they kind of paint it as he's like a creep. Anyways, he's in the movie. Um, Arlo, second question. So how many times do, if you're in a movie, like they were making, they were giving you directions and probably possibly making up uh, uh, the script that as you go, pretty common, right? <laughs> Just as, as you go. <laughs> like don't exactly. tell them what they're going to do right before. Yeah, tell that them is, in the moment. That is accurate. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's what I thought. <laughs> so, so back in lockup, Lucky's biding his time, especially and he sees with an, animal actors as well. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they totally understand you, same as the kid yes. understands the stage Correct. direction. So he, uh, Lucky, sees out through the window, and he says, "There's a real life stuntman in the area." So and how does he know excited. this from this vehicle driving? Is this like the well-known camper of a stuntman? The, camp- the, the camper van of the stars. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Because we're on set and the director is calling the movie, uh, the action play-by-play to Jody, uh, accompanied by this weird like mystery slash porno soundtrack. It's really <laughs> odd. It's an odd musical choice. And uh, so he shoot, he's telling them, giving them directions, and she gets up in the back of the truck. The man in the trench coat uh, with some uh, very sneaky move jumps in the truck, drives it off with Jody in the back. This is all part of the movie. Who drops this red pillow on the ground, and she legit almost falls out when it lurches forward. <laughs> like, like this child actor is like, oh, grabs the side of it. And yeah. Just to go back for a second it. to the scene where. where um, uh huh where hobo is being directed on what to do look for the mm-hmm. pillow and stuff this dog like is a legit is so talented like the way mm-hmm. it like moves around and searches for the stuff is just incredible it gets the pillow and hands it right to her it's amazing that's why he's in the movie that's why he signed the contract well i mean it. even like if we just take it as the as the dog itself hobo like london mm-hmm. the dog's name he's just like it's really incredible what they can get like animals to do in shows He's able to like search for this pillow exactly the way he's supposed to. I just I was just actually legitimately impressed. Yeah, my dog would Jeff, not be able to do that. No, like no. some dogs might just be licking themselves at this point. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, Linda would sit down with it and then start tearing it apart <laughs> seam by find, seam. Find the money itself. That's probably just, yeah. I can just so see uh, last very long. London being like. I know you want me to uh, pick up that pillow, and that's pretty impressive. But you know, I could lick my own asshole. Like, <laughs> do you, you uh, want to see that? What's really I impressive see, here? Yeah, I want to see something. I got something. Look, I could chase my tail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go in circles. Mm-hmm. Can you tongue your own balls? Because I can. <laughs> yeah, which is more impressive? Yeah. You can find a red pillow, but can you lick your nuts? Mm-hmm. And the old dirty sheriff is like, mm, boy, he's got a point. I Eating wish I popcorn. could. Oh yeah. <laughs> In the porno theater, wherever <laughs> he is, he's got his own uh, hole in the bottom of the popcorn bucket for himself. <laughs> Dirty bastard! 
So the director says to the exasperated crew, something is wrong. I need a crane. So he needs a crane for a crane shot or whatever. So that uh, sweet camper van, that beige camper van, pulls up with his own Owooga horn. And a man with some perfectly creased polyester pants jumps out. And he's uh, he's the most porno-y porno styles <laughs> of all time. <laughs> like... I did yeah. think it was a little bit like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, but I think he's more porn star than Uncle Rico. Oh, yeah. He got the stash. He's got the beautiful locks, the perm. The tight he's perm. So good. Oh, yeah. He's here to do one thing. <laughs> kind of looks like the guy in old school who who's shows up saying he's here for the gangbang. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's greeted by the director who's totally marking out that this this guy, this stuntman is here. But like in this world, stuntmen and actors are the same thing. Yeah. Or more important. Like so the stuntman is in the movie, which is not really how they do it. But I guess in this world they do. Well, and he's also like he's like a big he's a big deal. Yeah, he's not just like him. he's not just a stuntman. Like this movie cannot be made without this guy. Like he he's is stuntman. He's Brad Pitt stuntman. <laughs> well, like if you think about it, the stuntman has been selected probably well in advance. The actors in the movie <laughs> were signed on the spot. <laughs> Like don't have sight. Now, now that I have my stuntman signed, I'm going to show up at the town and find some kids. <laughs> it's all falling into place. Yeah. The least important part of my movie: the actors. Yeah, that's that's how it works. I, I'm guessing in uh, this is a small town, but I'd say it's like that in Toronto, where Alan, I'd say you're just like walking to work or something, and you're swatting them away, like, "Oh, sir, be in my movie." You're like, "Get the fuck out of here, man!" It's true. It's that's today. Hollywood I'm North. Late. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, don't take the first part you're offered in Toronto. Yeah. So this guy, Tyrone, is his name, and he's not too jazzed to be there, and he asks what he has to do. The director wants him to do what's called a DR transfer. I don't know what this is. I'm guessing it's the stunt that we'll see later, but they refer to it a couple of times, and I looked it up, and I couldn't find anything, but I guess it's just a moving stunt. But he sees the girl and the dog, and he says, I don't work with either of them. So he's he's like, no kids, no dogs, which I think is, is kind of a trope in in acting circles. That that's who, Those are two uh, things you don't work with, which is kids and dogs. He walks back to the van, and the director gives chase back at the lockup. Lucky is comically grabbing stuff on the sheriff's desk. Like, he's really fucking up this sheriff's desk, too. <laughs> like, the lamp and the pins are going everywhere. Trying to find implements of escape. Tyrone, our stuntman, is peeved at the little Honda 50 or whatever it is. It, uh, it's not good enough for the stunts, and he kicks it over. He calls the director a moron. A Roman dingling. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Great. And accuses him of setting up a death trap. The director accuses him of not wanting to do the stunt and being a coward. The sheriff and Jody think this is, I guess he's back from the porno theater now. Uh, the sheriff <laughs> and Jody think this is funny and they have a laugh. They think it's just fucking hilarious. I yeah. love how they're having a laugh. And it's like the sheriff's like, I put your dad in jail for life, by the way. <laughs> As we're having <laughs> a chuckle. Yeah. Remember what happened an hour ago? He's gonna, I, like, when I he re- gets out, he's... <laughs> <laughs> I ruined your family. Like, <laughs> wasn't yeah. there one point too where the sheriff said, "Don't worry, I'll look after your your, your daughter." Yeah, him and his like wife that. are going to look after <laughs> Jody. Well, yeah, because he took all the guy's money. He's like, "Well, I can pay for the kid." 
<laughs> yeah, so we're at the lockup again. Uh, Lucky has managed to pop the cage off the window, which is inside the cell. Uh, the window doesn't open, so totally makes sense. He takes a running start and crashes through the window. <laughs> And he dies from excessive bleeding on the ground outside. No, it doesn't really happen, but it could have. So he does a stuntman thing and crashes through a window. Tyrone and Benedetti are still arguing. We're back at that. Uh, Tyrone jumps down from the truck and breaks his leg. Benedetti and Tyrone continue to argue, but a stuntman, um, which is also the main actor, um, is out of commission. Lucky runs up and gets the job giving a thumbs up to Jody and Mitchum. So, I mean, they're having this casual conversation about what to do while the person is suffering from a broken leg right behind them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they've My moved leg, on. it's broken. Yeah, they've moved on. They're just like the but guy is still on yeah. the ground writhing in pain and they're like, "Well, what next?" What kind of stuntman <laughs> is falling and breaking his leg from that distance? Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Not the stuntman you want in your movie, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I feel like they could have had him break his leg doing a more impressive stunt instead of just falling mm-hmm. off like the truck. So we have action and Mitchum hands the pillow to the man on the bike and the uh, the director saying he's found the the filthy lucre which I'd never heard said. I saw it written down before. I thought that was like a English saying like a like British saying like money is filthy lucre. Has anybody heard that before? I have never heard this phrase before. Uh, I have heard it once, and that is tonight. Well, there you go. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> so the money is inside the pillow, and he chucks the pillow aside. Oh, and the director says, "Actione now for the big scene." And this is this is the big. This is what they call the big set piece, I think. Mm. On a and if not, then well, what are you going to do? <laughs> check me on that. <laughs> on a dusty dirt road, uh, the bike speeds up. So Lucky's on the bike to an open back truck to save his daughter in the movie and in real life and well, not real life, but you know, the show and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, he says, the director says, because I couldn't understand it because the, the bad accent is pretty thick here. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that does not matter. Uh, we hear the director say, Richard relentlessly runs unknown to the villains. There's some back and forth between the dog running and the truck, even though the dog is running like through the forest, but apparently there's no cameras there or anything. But I don't know. What am I going to do? Make sense of the show now? Too late. <laughs> We're too far in. <laughs> so Lucky jumps on the side rails of the truck and we see a, uh, a classic wrestling move here as he's dangling from the truck. Does anybody know what he's doing here? He's dangling. Yeah. Legs are dangling. Any wrestling DR. fans in the house? Does he, does he skin the DR transfer? <laughs> the DR transfer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's now, doing, it, right? what, what would it be called when you go over the top rope and you're hanging on and your you legs s- are dangling? You skin the and cat. And you pull yourself. You're skinning the cat. That's right. So he's I call that the Ricky skin, Steamboat. The skin of the cat. Yeah, classic. Classic HBK as well. So he's hanging off the truck as it goes. And uh, so Lucky makes it back gets into the truck and has a classic fist fight with a goon who's in the back while Jody hides under a tarp and shout out to the goon the uh, lucky is down like on all fours and shout out to the goon who gives him a classic double axe handle across the back <laughs> yes I, I thought, was like sweet I thought the goon looked like uh, Moe's from um the office remember Dwight's cousin <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the goon gets thrown out of the truck. Lucky hops on the cab and ends up hanging precariously on the hood of the speeding truck. See, this I like something, the, yeah. the goon that gets thrown off the truck. Like, that was a pretty good stunt, right? Like, couldn't mm-hmm. that guy have done the <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wasn't supposed to get knocked out of the truck and, like, he's really hurt on the ground <laughs> back there. Run with it. <laughs> Of internal bleeding. By the way, before uh, you, before you go on, maybe yeah. I wasn't paying attention earlier, but have we acknowledged like Lucky's in this scene? Have we acknowledged the part where Lucky shows up in the sheriff's there and he's like, "Oh, you broke out of my jail." <laughs> I'm gonna give you one more chance. Yeah, 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 it's all good. Yeah. No, have we also we acknowledged just... that Lucky, who's a stunt man, when the stunts are happening with him, is cutting away from him because they're actually using another actor to do the stunts <laughs> in this show? Nice, <laughs> amazing. Really ironic, I think. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's not how movies are made. <laughs> it's him the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's the actor. Yeah, but you're Dude. right. The uh, the cop doesn't seem too concerned about the fact that no. someone just broke out of their jail. No, doesn't care at all. Yeah, they, yeah, he was. They win. He was in jail for life. Broke out. Yeah, you get one more chance. Yeah, that, that's the rules. That's a thousand dollars down the drain. <laughs> right he's trying to extort him you think he'd be pissed anyways <laughs> very good point maybe he's like look he'll make a lot more money on this movie and then he'll fucking bleed him dry it's a long that's game. what's happening yeah true <laughs> we have richard's big moment and richard's the dog mitchum little hobo is waiting up the road on a pile of dirt and he jumps onto the truck as it passes which then crashes crashes into a road close sign and we hear screeching tires, uh, oddly, on a previously established totally dirt road. Uh, but we do hear the screech of rubber. Uh, Lucky flies off into the grass, and the truck comes to a stop. Lucky collars the perp. All run from the truck, and then it, quote, explodes. Yes. Now, I'd like to point out that uh, yeah. at one point, right before he jumps in, the director says, this is the greatest dog stunt ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even sure that makes the top 10 of the stunts that this dog does uh-huh. like this dog has flown a balloon he has jumped out of a plane and parachuted you know, he has you know, tied a knot for god's sakes I'm yeah. not even sure well, this makes his best top 10 of the week I guess they just didn't get this show in Italy or something <laughs> with the director that's too bad and we have cut and it was perfect and excellent We'll do it one more time, please. Wah, wah. Back in the off-camera area, Arlo, what would this be called? Like behind the set, like it's it's not on the movie set. It's like all the chairs and catering and stuff like that. Or does it have a I name? Or is it just? I don't think it has a specific name. It's the gorilla position. It's just like stuff. <laughs> that's gri- <laughs> craft <laughs> services. Yes. So Ben and Daddy wants to see Lucky in Toronto in a couple of weeks to sign a contract, and he wants exclusive rights to him. He says Jody can go to school there. She wants to be a writer, to which she says, I think you need more writers, to which Ben and Daddy says, beautiful. But he says it in it, but he says it in like a non accent, which is kind of funny. <laughs> so like he drops the accent. So he's he's not pleased. They can sign the kid and the dog right then and there, but you got to bring Lucky to Toronto for the for the <laughs> historic contract signing. Yeah, yeah, they don't have as many rights. <laughs> <laughs> Children and dogs can sign contracts anywhere in Canada, but if you're an adult, 
you have to go to one yeah. of the major cities. There's rules. Yeah. At least some rules. You non-Canadians just won't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you totally can break out of jail and just show up. And the cop's like, you see the cop the next day. It's like, they're like well, they got out. Yeah. And you we win. Yeah. And we, we don't say macaroni and cheese. We insist on having the brand name uh, associated mm-hmm. with it. So that's right. It's just the thing. Capitalism rules in Canada. Rules. <laughs> Get it right, America. So Mitchum walks off, but Benedetti asks why he's leaving. So this is our, this is where we're wrapping up here. This is our classic go to. We're in the, we're going home, as they say. Uh-huh. Uh, si- since the film, <laughs> since the film uh, will be a hit, and they'll be fabulously rich. So he's not sure why that he's leaving. Jody says because we asked, because we totally asked her opinion uh, <laughs> that she thinks he wants to write his own story. Benedetti is happy for all. Uh, the local boy makes good in showbiz. Daughter gets becomes fabulous writer, and the hero rides off into the sunset. And the director well, gets uh, a smash hit. Of course, all of the characters know, psychically know that he's the hobo's moving on. Yeah. You know, it's not like <laughs> to he's write just going to go. Story. Yeah, he's not just going over to that tree to take a leak. He's <laughs> yeah. He's moving on. He's going to write his own story, and we know this. Oh, I thought my uh, I thought when Linda knocked the bell on the door, I thought she was going to Hollywood and not go out there and have a proof <laughs> in the yard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, the, a friend is Doc, who saved his dad's life by moving plants, got him a, a job as a fill in a film. Um, you know, saved a two hundred thousand dollar camera and they just let the dog walk on. Is that is that how what would happen in real life? Yeah. Like you don't even you don't even call him. Like come <laughs> give on. it a try. Let's, hey, Mitchell, let's get go. Back here. Yeah, like when it's if it was Tanuki, I'd be like, Nuki, get back here. <laughs> Imagine like all this time Hobo was just waiting for someone to call him back and they would have said, Hey Mitchum, come here. I'd be like, All right, great, I found a home. Finally. Someone wants me. <laughs> He's like, there's really not a lot to eat in the forest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind living in a house. Cracked up to be. Lucky says it's a real stunt. They all wave goodbye to Mitchum slash Richard. Jody says she loves happy endings and hugs her father. The dog looks at the camera, says, "Hit my music," and then we hear the uh, littlest hobo theme and roll them credits. What a show. And did anyone no say to watch the credits where it actually went to a couple little um, shout outs to uh, the sponsors for the show? Yes. Of course. Where the guests stay at the Renaissance Hotel, I think, or something. And That's right. The, it's, car- it's the Ramada, the Ramada, I thought. The Ramada Renaissance. Yeah, that How might have been. How did they get to set? Oh, the car Children, lot company. Tilden Rent-A-Car, of course. Tilden Rent-A-Car. Oh, and they show the fucking yeah. shittiest car. Like, even for... 1984. <laughs> I'm like, what a piece of shit. I would never drive that. <laughs> the old K car. The yeah. old, uh, <laughs> the old yeah. K car. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. They had Did a you time. also notice it's spe- it specified that any resemblance to any of the characters, yeah. either living uh, or there's no uh, correlation with, you know, Ooh. any actual people <laughs> living or dead living or whatever. Or it's dead. like, you, <laughs> just, <laughs> you don't Wait a minute. say. I had you a dog that used say. to run with a with a gun around its neck. <laughs> I had an uncle who had the emotional capacity of a uh, 
of a five-year-old who used to like to jump off of things and wanted to be a stuntman. I mean, I went to school, a high school, with a guy who was obsessed with climbing onto the top of things. So we went to the convention center for, uh, you know, the the what's it like the employment, you know, the you know kids get a the job climbing, thing, whatever the fuck it's called, the climbing championships. And no, and then he climbed on top of the school bus, and like twice he climbed on top of our high school. Like he just loved. To climb things, maybe you know, you just got that motor in you sometimes. So that's uh, that's this guy. He needs to do stunts. Also, all those ads at the end of the show, real missed opportunity. You've got a dog that can do amazing things. Why is the dog not driving the car? Why is the dog not in the hotel? <laughs> yeah, not sitting in the not sitting in the sauna in the hotel. Yeah, get London like checking in, <laughs> smoking cigars ding, in the ding, fucking hot tub. Hit. Yeah. <laughs> We, we see a picture of the bell on the desk and then a paw come over and go, <laughs> ding, ding. Come on. Wheeling in the room so, service cart. Like, you know. He got the, he got the little bellhop hat, like half a skew on his head. Yeah. Ordering porn on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Eating everything in the minibar. Yeah. Humping so. a pile of blankets on the bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a that's a classic Linda move. Ram- Ramada Renaissance sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was the show. So, any any thoughts about this uh, this fantastic piece of Canadianity? Yeah, it was something. As it a fan, I, I love things that are like unintentionally funny and 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 so bad is good. So, for that reason, I did enjoy this. I must say. I mean, I'm never bored, yes. right? It's 22 minutes that go by very easily, so... I'm never let down when I watch this show. Every yes. single time I watch it with my husband, and at the end, when the theme music come on, comes on, he always says the same thing, which is, okay, this show is insane. <laughs> <laughs> and he always and comes I back to watch it. it with you. Yep, he sure does. Listen, so. I bet if I if the next one we do, if I said to my, to my daughter, I said, Emma, do you want to come watch the Hobo episode with me? She'd probably say yes. So it's doing something good for kids. I I still have a love of watching like a dog on TV. I still go <laughs> like when there's shots of the dog, I'm like, look at that dog. Such a good boy. <laughs> so majestic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a show. Again, I say it's easy to watch. I, I don't think I could binge watch it, right? Like, I couldn't buy the complete first season no. of The Littlest Hobo and spend no. that weekend going through every episode. <laughs> fuck no. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. But, <laughs> no. you know, once a, once a month, once every six weeks, fine. Like a sipping drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you put, you know, you put a little bit of sugar on your cereal. You don't sit down with the fucking bag and just eat all the <laughs> sugar and go, yum. I love it. <laughs> Give me more. Yeah, not a thing. I guess we'll... Well, down the road, you know, will always be. So let's uh, let's throw this around as uh, as we all go off into the sunset, into the forest together. So let's uh, let's see who was out there this evening. Let's go to the uh, close-ish to a body of water. Two provinces over, <laughs> way over there in Saskatchewan. Who could it be? It's Arlo. You can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. And Alan? Uh, it's blizzarding here now, by the way. So, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, over the I course. I can't see from our basement where I am, how bad it's gotten. Yeah, over the course Is of... Toronto going to call in the fucking National Guard again? Yes, <laughs> we are. We're not designed for tons of snow because we don't live in a 
snow covered shithole. So <laughs> I mean, nice excuse. Nice excuse for being pussies. <laughs> uh, I'm Alan. Slip with five eyes or slip, or I guess if you, you know, search me at pussy with. <laughs> yeah, with with Toronto five years. Yeah, with Puss. five S's. Don't search. Don't don't search for that. Yeah, <laughs> no, please game. don't. Uh, anyways, yeah, over to uh, over to Tim. Uh, Tim at uh, Folly T on Twitter, and I'm probably heading out to do some shoveling. Oh, sending it uh, uh, all the way out to our special guest once again. Yes, uh, I've been demoted to special guest status. That's good. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Barry, you can follow me at Barry R. Flynn, and we are. I do live in a what'd you say, Al? A snow-covered shithole, and we we had to call Army in one time, even even still. Couple years yeah, that was snow again. That was snow again, baby. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was crazy, though. Everything was buried. Yeah. How many feet of snow was it? It was like a lot oh, of feet of snow. It was, it was a lot of snow. Yeah, it was like yeah. it never stopped, right? It was how many days in a row you guys kept getting hit. It was like a day, but mm. not only was it snow, it was like a hurricane with it at the same time. Wild. Rock you like the hurricane. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Follow me, my YouTube uh, video site where I uh, karaoke scorpions. I am so playing are. the role of Klaus Meiner of the Scorpions. All right. Well, we've had a laugh and a half. We hope that you've had a mm, quarter to a half a laugh. We've enjoyed ourselves. I'm Ted at Say 3 on the Instagram machine. Uh, we'll see you next time on Narbos and Broomheads show. Peace out. Woo. Bye. Baby. Well, I just said I'm going my love. I would never do my homework. Would stay up late and dream about Kylan. I would never get girls out of my house. Maybe I would. I would walk around and got makeup. Don't you get to call my dreams? Everyone thinks I'm so cool. I went crazy at the school. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah.